Once again, good morning, everybody. Hope that you had a fantastic Thanksgiving week and that you uh, were able to relax, maybe watch some football, eat lots of food. Can I get an amen on that? Now we head to the gym and try and get rid of all that food, and <laughs> seems to be the cycle of the holidays, right? Um, we're excited to be entering into the, the Christmas season as a church, and next week we start a, a brand new Advent series, and Pastor Joe was talking about stepping into this Advent series and this new season. Um, this series that we're going to do is, is called Light of the World, and it's going to be a great time to just be able to celebrate together. You know, it seems like every year at Christmas time we hit those moments where we're just ready for the holiday to be done, and we don't want that to happen. We, we want to do our very best in this season that's in front of us to really like, thoroughly enjoy the moment, enjoy the celebration. And I think we love, we love certain things about it. I know that uh, uh, if you're like me and, and, and our family, when you walk into a place and the Christmas decorations are up, you just smile. It's like, oh, they put the tree up. How many of you guys are like that? You, just, you enjoy that. How many of you guys put your tree up at least um, you know, two or three weeks ago? Anybody out here? Besides my wife who put it up like two months ago. Um, I mean, there's just something neat. You walk in and, and the Christmas decorations are up here at the church. And it makes you smile a little bit. I think it's the moments like last Friday that make us frown. Black Friday with all the, the hustle and the bustle. And, and it seems like the greed it's mine, and I'm going to get this, and I'm going to buy this, and somehow we think that the season is about buying happiness, um, and we know that's not the case. And so we're going to do our very best in this Advent season that we're just getting ready to step into as a church to make sure that we fully embrace what this season is about. Guys, it's unbelievable what God did for us in sending his son. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We don't want to get through the season. We want to fully enjoy it. And so we're excited to be stepping into the season of Advent and the new, the new series we're talking about. But today we're wrapping up our current series that's called Base Camp. And we've taken the last few weeks to look through a few things that are critical to remember on any journey. And, and you guys are in your own individual journey. We're in a journey as a church, discovering what God has for us next, and that, that I mean, you got to be honest, it, it's kind of exciting, um, laced with a lot of nervousness, right? That's the reality of our own life, is that we don't know what this next year holds for us, but we know that God wants to do something amazing in us and through us. And so this series, Base Camp, we've talked about some really important things that we're going to want to remember as we go through this journey the first one, in week one, we talked about establishing our true north and, and making sure that God's word was that ultimate authority. It's what guides us. It's what directs us. In week two, we talked about finding our balance in both truth and grace. Week three, Pastor Joe talked about the need for biblical unity, for us to be able to really achieve what God has for us. And this week, I want us to look at what it is to secure our covering, to secure our covering. We're going to discover how critical alignment with the Lord is in this whole journey. See, on a journey, we can suffer from either too much sun or too much rain, and either way, it's because we're not sufficiently protected from the elements. 
And if you've ever been caught, uncovered in a rainstorm, you know what it is to be exposed to the elements. It seemed like it was just about a year ago that our youngest daughter, Brooklyn, got a new umbrella. And um, she carried that umbrella around everywhere because she wanted to use it. And she took it inside the house, and we had to, you know, explain it's not for indoors, it's for outdoors. She took it outside and carried it around, waiting for it to rain. But Colorado, it seems like it's just, you're waiting for a long time. It seems like it was months that went by before finally it was raining outside, and she took off as fast as she could to the garage, grabbed her umbrella to go outside because she wanted to use her umbrella And she's outside with her umbrella, and it wasn't long before we looked out there, and she's laughing and and giggling. She's holding the umbrella in front of her. If you've ever been slightly out of alignment with an umbrella, you realize that all of the water from that umbrella was just pouring down her back. And, of course, it was fun for her, but you also realize how important alignment is when using an umbrella. We live in a world that seems ready to burst into storms at every moment. I mean, there have been some natural storms in, in the, that have dominated the news in the past six months from multiple hurricanes, earthquakes, and fires. Then there's ongoing political storms and racial storms and sexual storms that are in the headlines on a daily basis, and they're real storms. Scripture tells us the most devastating storms are the unseen spiritual ones. And the fact that we can't be naive to the fact that we have an enemy, the the devil, who prowls around like a lion looking for those that he could destroy. And yet, despite all the dangers, despite all the storms, God's people can live with an unshakable confidence in the safety of his covering. So Psalm 91.4 says it this way, He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. The book of Deuteronomy tells us that the beloved of the Lord shall dwell in safety by him, and he covers them all the day long. See, when we connect with God's covering, we don't have to fear the storms of our journey. It's important to note that God's covering is not the elimination of storms or conflict. It doesn't mean that they don't come because all of us realize that storms are real. They are true. They are all around us. God's covering is not the elimination of storms or conflict, but it's the promise of his presence, his peace, his protection, and his provision in the midst of storms. See, God's covering provides a spiritual protection, a safe place for us while God is doing his work of wholeness inside of us. That's his desire, is that while he is at work in you, he's covering you. It's a beautiful picture, isn't it? There's three major Hebrew words that make up this, what, this word that we've translated covering. And when you put all of the definitions together, you recognize the picture, the true picture of what God is trying to relay to us when he talks about his covering for us. 
It means to protect us, to defend us, to cover over and conceal, to hide us, to annul or make non-existent, to completely wipe out. Sometimes we use the word atonement, that he has covered over our sins and that he chooses to cover us in life. There's a covering that God has provided for his people, and it includes all of these elements. And he articulates it in terms of a covenant that God established with his people. In fact, covenant and covering are inseparable aspects of God's relationship with mankind. His relationship with you can be summarized in these two words, a covenant with you and a covering over you. See, a covenant in biblical times was a serious deal. It went far beyond normal contracts. It went far beyond normal relationships and friendships. It was a permanent commitment, and Scripture talks about it as a divine alliance. It's an agreement. It's a relationship in the eyes of the Lord. And God's covering that we're going to look at today is an expression that describes this spiritual protection and nurture that God provides for all those who are in a covenant relationship with him. You can't see the covering, but you can certainly experience the effects that it has. Because inside this covering, you can expect his presence, his peace, his protection, and his provision. But outside of his covering, men and women are vulnerable to what the scripture calls a hostile spiritual realm that governs this world. Outside of God's covering, the spiritual weather can be very stormy. But God wants to cover mankind, and he, he clearly put in his word the way in which he does this. And so we're going to look at a few aspects of God's covering that are important for us to note today. The first thing is that his covering is desirable. Almost seems like a no-brainer. Almost seems like a Captain Obvious statement. His covering is desirable, though. Scripture tells us that under his covering is where we find that, his presence. It's his peace. It's his provision. It's his protection. And just in case you were wondering, these are good things. These are desirable things. To dwell under his covering is a desirable place. It's, it's truly what we long for. Scripture tells us how good it is to dwell in his presence. In fact, it says better is one day in his presence than a thousand days elsewhere. It is a desirable place to be. The second thing of significance is that his covering is established. His covering is established. Psalm tells us that God's throne is established his plans are established, his word is established, and his covenant is established more firmly than the earth itself. It means we're not waiting on it to develop. We're not waiting on it to move into our territory. It is established and it is eternal. It also means that it doesn't change. It doesn't move. It is steady and it is concreted in place. In fact, the word established, the way that we would translate that today, is something that has been concreted into place. If you've ever worked on a farm and you've done fence work before, you know the difference between a fence post that's been concreted in and one that has not. 
The one that's not concreted in, you can shake it, you can move it, and you can pull it. The one that's concreted in place is not going anywhere. It is firmly established, and that is what God's covering is. And so we have this picture. If we, if we pictured an umbrella, let's say a large umbrella, not a little Minnie Mouse one like my daughter Brooklyn would have, but a large umbrella, something that you would have out on your patio that is firmly established. We have a giant one on our back patio that you can't move the base. I have to remove, I have to unhook the, the, the umbrella part to take it in during the winter storms because that base is firmly established. And it's a good thing because during the winds, it doesn't move. It's firmly established. And God's covering, the picture that we need to have today is that God has already established his covering. It is strong. It is secure. It is not going anywhere. It is desirable. And underneath it are the blessings and the abundance of life. His, his umbrella, his covering is established. The question that this leads us to is, are we choosing to dwell underneath his covering or not? And that really is, is the bulk of our conversation today. His covering is firmly established, but are we to be found underneath it? See, while the children of Israel were preparing to flee Egypt, we, we all are familiar with the, the exodus of Egypt of, of the Israelites from Egypt. And while they were preparing to leave and these plagues were coming upon the land and there was the final straw that broke Pharaoh and caused him to release the Egyptians, Scripture says that there was a spirit of death that was released against the firstborn of the land. The firstborn in every home was going to die. The only protection for Israel was the shed blood of a spotless lamb on the doorposts of their home. God gave very clear instructions. If you want to be spared, you must wipe the, the blood of this lamb over your doorpost and you must be found inside the home. This critical truth that we can't overlook in the story here. Spiritual covering for God's people depends completely upon the people's positioning. Even though this promise of safety was given by God, no one was safe unless they were found in place. Had the Israelites left their home during Passover, they would not have been covered. Alignment is extremely important. Are you to be found under his covering or not? Are you aligned with him or not? The psalmist wrote this in Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Where are you dwelling? Where do you choose to live. As I mentioned earlier, the best umbrella is useless in a rainstorm unless you are positioned underneath it. But God's protection doesn't move. It is firmly established. It is concreted in place. <coughs> Excuse me. 
Let me try that again. <clears throat> God does not remove his protection. But we always have a choice of whether or not we're going to dwell underneath it or we're going to go our own separate way. But we have to be aware that when we choose to break this allegiance and we break this covenant and we break this relationship, we break this agreement with God and his word, we've chosen to move outside of his covering. In fact, Isaiah 59 tells us that these choices that we make, they separate us from God. God doesn't separate from us. The sin separates us from God. It causes us to move out from underneath his covering. And today, it's so important for us to know how to come underneath the full covering of God during this journey, during this life. When we're positioned in him, this canopy of his protection and provision rises high and it rises strong over us. And it leads us to this next thing that we note about God's covering, which is that his covering comes with a condition. God's covering comes with a condition. The Bible contains a multitude of God's promises to men. There are literally hundreds of promises that God has made to his people, but his promises always have a premise. God says, if you will be my people, then I will be your God. We can only claim God's promises if we meet his conditions. And I want you to hear this. This is not a legalistic thing. We're going to come back to this in a little bit. This is, this is a care thing. As I mentioned, God wants every one of us to enjoy his blessing of covenant and covering. But a covenant has terms and it has conditions, and it states the boundaries under which the agreement applies. Every covenant has boundaries, and within those boundaries, the covenant is in place. Outside of those boundaries, the covenant is null and void. So if you want to stay in covenant, you stay within those boundaries. When we move outside of the boundaries, we lose the right to claim the promises that come with the covenant. If we want the promises, we choose to dwell inside of that covenant there. One of these promises that God made, a verse again that you're probably familiar with, Psalm chapter 91, it says, He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. Those sound good, don't they? He, his faithful promises are your armor and your protection. He goes on to say in verse 9, For you have made the Lord your dwelling place. No evil will befall you nor will any plague come near your tent. Man, I'd love to claim every one of those in my life. To think of the lifelong journey that I have and the fact that no evil would ever befall me and that no plague would ever come near my tent, that God's going to cover me and he's going to shelter me and he's going to protect me. Those are God's promises. But his condition, his premise comes back in verse 2 when he says that we must place our trust in him. Now, my guess is that as soon as you hear that, you think, oh, yeah, I trust him. I think every one of us could probably wake up every single morning and say, I trust the Lord today. But trusting the Lord means that we do it his way, according to his word. See, his covering has a condition. He promised he would cover us and that he would keep us 
that he'd be our armor and our protection. But the condition that we must meet is to put our total trust in him. Jesus stood before the city of Jerusalem and he cried. He wept over this city, Matthew chapter 23. He said, oh, Jerusalem, you kill the prophets and you stone to death those sent to you. These are not good things. He says, how often I've wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her, her wings. He says, but you weren't willing. Jesus stood brokenhearted before this city, a city that had done horrible things, and yet he still desired to be there covering and their security, but he said they were unwilling to come underneath his authority. It broke his heart. Again, God's covering is for everyone, but there's a condition that we must meet. We have to walk in God's will and in his ways, and if we're unwilling to do that, we have chosen to live outside his covering. See, Scripture articulates these conditions in a lot of different ways, and these will be familiar to you. Scripture says to seek him, to follow him, to obey him, to abide in him, to serve him. But the best way for us to summarize all of this is to say that coming under his covering is to come under his authority. God's plan for mankind was for them to be safe within the boundaries of his covenant. But he gave his children the freedom to choose. From the very beginning, God gave creation the freedom to choose. He made very clear to Adam and Eve how to stay in relationship with him, and he made very clear the one thing that they were not to do. From the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat from that tree, you will surely die. God's most important instruction to Adam and Eve in the garden was that they should depend totally on him to understand what was right and wrong for their lives. But if they sought to depend on their own wisdom and to trust in themselves by eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, then they would, in a sense, in a sense, in essence, sorry, in essence, they would be rejecting his spiritual authority for their own and they would be moving out from underneath his covering. So you have a heavenly father who still loved them, but spiritually they'd be putting themselves outside the protection of his household. I think this is a concept that we're all familiar with. And here's why, because a lot of you either are parents or you've been parents. And you've probably had the conversation that I may have to have with my 13-year-old one day. If you're going to live in my house, you're going to have to come underneath my authority. Now, why, why would I say that as a parent? Because I want my children to dwell in my house where I can protect them, where I can provide for them, where I can be with them. But if they're going to choose to dwell in my covering, in my house, they have to come underneath my authority to do that. Guys, this isn't a concept that's foreign to us. But it's one that we oftentimes fail to really connect with God and to realize that he has a covering for us. 
And all those things that we've been talking about are found there. And his covering is firmly established. And it's desirable. But there are conditions. And the condition is that we have to choose to come under his authority. That means his will, his way, his word. The same thing that we tell our children. Because I love you. Because I want what's best for you. Because I want to see you grow and develop. I want to help shape you. I want to see you become everything that God intended you to be. But in order for that to happen, you have to come underneath my authority. It's not a foreign concept to us. But this is the picture of God's covering that Scripture gives us very clearly. And it's by following God's instructions that we put ourselves under his shelter. And it brings us to our very last note. God's covering is for everyone. It's for everyone. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 30, one of my favorite verses in Scripture, God tells us that he has set before us all a choice. Life or death. Blessings or cursings. And as you read through that, you realize he's talking about under his covering or out on your own. And then he leans into us and he says, choose life. Just in case you were wondering, just in case you were thinking, I, I, I better try. Is it A or is it B? I'm an experimental. He's, he's saying, listen, choose life so that it will go well with you and with your family. His desire is that everybody dwells underneath his covering because he knows what he can provide within that covenant. He knows how good it is for you. He knows what it's going to do inside of you. And he knows what you'll experience outside of his covering. And that's not his desire. You have a choice under his covering or not. The blessings or the storms of life. Life or death. And he says, choose life. Choose life. This is the picture of his covering. We choose whether or not we're going to dwell underneath it. Now listen, here, here's a side note. A side note, but a significant one. When there is godly order in your family, and when the head of that household is right with the Lord, and the head of that household is dwelling firmly underneath the authority of God, the whole family benefits from God's covering. It's important to recognize as, as the head of a home, as a parent, that your children will experience the effects of your covering. If you choose to dwell underneath God, the whole family benefits from that. It's, it's important for this church to recognize in this season in front of you, if you have a pastor who is walking fully under the covering of God, the entire church benefits from that covering. That's how God created family units, and a church is a family. And you want a pastor who is firmly established underneath God's covering because it benefits the whole church, the head of the house, parents. You need to be firmly established underneath God's covering because it will affect 
your whole family. It doesn't negate the individual responsibilities of everyone, but it provides another layer of covering over that family unit. And so every one of us needs to consider the Lord's plan for covering us, his desire. He has a covering. It's beautiful. It's desirable. It's for all of us. And we're, we're, it's firmly established. And there's some conditions. If we're going to choose to dwell in that covering or not. His way, his will, his word. God gives us this wide open space to explore in life. But he also gives us these parameters, these safeguards so that we know where danger is and we know how to avoid them. And if we stay within this covering, if we stay within this covenant, we experience freedom and fulfillment like no other. And God made very clear the terms of this agreement, how mankind could benefit from this covenant. In fact, the Bible tells us that the moment that we say yes to Jesus, we're brought into his family and under his care. And that's where it all begins saying yes to Christ. And if you're here today and you're ready to do that, maybe it's the very first time that you've said yes to Jesus. Maybe you've drifted away. Maybe it's been a rough season and you realize you've stepped out from underneath his covering. I want to give you an opportunity to ask him to be the Lord of your life today. So I'm going to ask everybody just to bow your heads and close your eyes and we say this a lot, but it, it, it's true. This is a holy moment between you and God. And if you're ready to, to ask God, to ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life, I invite you to pray this prayer with me. You can say, Jesus, I've, I've tried to do things my own way, and I know that's not how you created me to live. And so today, I want to make a change. I want to do it your way, God. Lord, I thank you for sending your son to die for my sins so that I could have a brand new start, a brand new life. And Jesus, today I ask that you'd forgive me of my sins. You'd come into my life. You'd be my Lord from this day forward. And I ask that you'd give me the strength to follow you all the days of my life. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer today, you step underneath that covering. And there's a life in front of us, a life of choices of where we're going to dwell, if we're going to stay there. But this is where it all begins. And it was the most significant prayer, the most significant decision that you made. As a church, we want to be able to pray with you. We want to be able to support you in that. And there's something that we typically ask everybody to do. And that is simply this. If you prayed that prayer today from your heart, I'd ask you to take your connection card and on the back side of that connection card, there's a box that says, I said yes to Jesus. And I wanna, I wanna encourage you to take a moment right now and check that box, put your name on that card. And in a few minutes, we're gonna have prayer teams who are gonna be up front here. And they're gonna be here to pray for the needs of our congregation today. 
But if you, if you prayed that prayer and you checked that box, take that card up to one of these guys and ask them to pray with you. They would love to do that. And I, I realize that may be a big step for you, and, and that's okay. It doesn't mean that your prayer wasn't significant. It doesn't mean that your prayer wasn't heartfelt. It doesn't mean that, that Jesus didn't say yes to you. Here's what I'd like to ask. If, if, that's, if that's a big step and you're just not ready for that today, as you leave today, there's a box on our Welcome Center where you can drop that card. As a church, we just want to be able to pray for you. We want to be able to encourage you and to be able to celebrate with you. In fact, let's take a moment to congratulate those who prayed that prayer this morning. We're going to move into a a time of communion here. And as we do, I want to encourage you to, to take a moment to ask the Lord to show you any areas of your life where Maybe you've stepped out from underneath his covering. Listen, guys, we know it happens. None of us can point fingers. We know that at times we've chosen our way over God's way. We've thought we've had a better idea. We've chosen to move out of the house and go it alone for a season. Here's what scripture tells us in regards to communion. Paul writes in, in Corinthians that before you receive communion, that you should go to the Lord and ask God if there's anything between you and your Lord. Is there any area of your life where you've stepped out from underneath his covering? Any area where you've not submitted to his authority? And I want to encourage you in these next few moments to do that very thing before we receive communion. Did you say, God... I choose to come underneath your authority. I choose to dwell underneath your covering. That's where I want to be. That's where I want to be found. I want all of the great things that are found there. I want to be in your presence on a regular basis. I choose that. In fact, let's take a moment right now, if you'd bow your heads and let's pray. Lord, you've been really good to us. You've been really patient with us. Even as we've acted like stubborn kids. (laughs) Maybe sometimes arrogant, thinking that we know better than you. And yet even in those moments, God, you still desire to cover us. Today, Lord, we, we submit to you. We submit to your authority in our lives. We ask that you would cover us as we move forward in your will in our lives in this church. It's in Christ's name we pray and all God's people said, amen.